Hello. What it is, Peach? What's up? What's up? What's up? My name is Lily. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm uh, a big time fan of salad. My name's Car Salad. Yeah. And together we are Lily and Karina, and we are Rotten Beaches, baby. Ooh, oh, that's a lot of. South. Thank you. That's a lot of singing over. Our ba, ba, da, ba. <laughs> I just. <laughs> that's gonna sound so bad. I know. Um. Oh my God, y'all. <laughs> guys, this. It's a doozy. There's a doozy. Doozying. We love y'all, and we're always going to be up front, forthcoming. These are little sleep hours on this podcast. We got some chaos energy. We do. My brain's been microwaved a little bit. We, it is. So has mine. <laughs> uh, for anybody who doesn't know, the Peaches have been pretty busy with mm-hmm. a little side project this past week. And the side project <laughs> turned into like three side projects, and we were like, yes, yes, it's, yes, 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 it's been a lot, it's been a lot. But we're here, we're alive, we're excited. We watched a great movie, and we're ready to talk about the women representation, as always. Yes, that's the core to our peach, baby. Yes, and speaking of the core to our peach, the peach de resistance. Um, what movie did we watch this week, Karina? Is everybody sitting down? If you're not, sit down. Oh, um, shit, we did it again. Hmm. We gotta clean some peaches. Oh, we we'll got- sit down and hang tight. Yeah, we forgot <laughs> to clean the peaches. See, guys, it's gonna be a fun little episode. You're today. along the ride with us. Um, happy Halloween! I believe this one's coming out the 26th. So yeah, week of week yes, of drop. week up week week of, and um, I believe the day before the 25th is our Twitch stream. Yeah, so hopefully it went good. It went amazing. <laughs> it went amazing. Dropping afterwards. It definitely went amazing. Um. I don't know. I'm just really excited about Halloween. This is Lily's month, y'all. This is my month. Um, normally, I put a lot more time and energy in my costumes, but mm. we have been... Running around. We've been doing stuff all month. Two I ha- little chickies with their heads cut off. Yeah. So, that's it. Um, I guess then... Oh, yeah. We have Twitch. Now, Twitch will be done. The Twitch will be done. Okay. The season is here. They know about the updated season. The updated Peaches score. Ooh, and we have a little announcement at the end of the episode. Yes, sir. I'm very excited about. Um, I think that's it. I think that's it. Oh, my God. The, the Peaches cleaned themselves already. Right. Dishwasher, Peach. Um, okay, so, <laughs> so since you're sitting down. Yes. I'm going I'm to just drop you a little hint. What are we watching? What are we watching? Hey. So, yeah, um, last week we gave you a couple of emojis, and what it be, what it be, it's Halloween, baby. We're doing the OG OG. Mm -hmm. We're doing old school Halloween 1978, baby. Yes, we are. I'm very excited. Um... I will say, like, as a scary, as a self-proclaimed scary movie enthusiast, I have so missed out on the Jasons, on the Michael Myers. The classics. The classics on the um, Freddy's. Mm-hmm. This is my first time watching Halloween, you guys. Yes, yes, yes. Woo! This is my second time, weirdly mm-hmm. enough. The first time I watched it was at a drive-in theater with a bunch of friends. Mm-hmm. And I was trying not to be a wuss, so I would, like, make conversation with everybody so I wouldn't have to watch it. It's... I think if you're a weenie, this is a good one. <laughs> yeah, I the we, weenie Lily loved it. Weenie hours are real on this movie. I liked it the first time. Um, the second time, it's a doozy. We literally just got off. Can from I watching confess it. to the peaches? Yeah. So um, the, someone closed their eyes. <laughs> oh yeah, I I I didn't want to disclose that, but yes. Um, let's talk. Let's talk about this movie real quick. Um, it's supposed. To, it's a classic and a beloved classic really and i think i never watched it because i was so like even looking up there's in 2022 there will be 13 halloween halloween movies movies in the franchise and then like all the verses like freddy versus jason like i was so overwhelmed by them and i knew that they were like campy horror whatever so i'd like never made a point to watch them yeah but i'm like you should also for like anybody who like we weren't super clear it's we're, we watched the 1978 version the, so we watched the very the first one very first one um should we sell it to them 
I, I'm going to be terrible at selling it. I've been, actually, I've been selling the past couple ones, so it's yeah, up you to have. you now. Okay, on the fly. Improv, yes, and. Yeah. Here we go. <laughs> You're going to see how much uh, Car Salad loved the movie or hated it based on oh, her selling. Okay, we've got greasy hair. We've got Dickie's one outfit, um, Hardware. childhood trauma, sexual violence, Jamie Lee Curtis working that thing for an Oscar. We got teen boobs. We got um, teen boobs. <laughs> empty houses for some reason. Yep. And all the lights off all the time. Yeah. And babysitters. Upper and alley. Babysitters. Upper alley. Yeah. I felt um, attacked as being a nanny. So um. <laughs> so that was Halloween. <laughs> was that it? I sold it. I hope. Oh, that was a garage sale. <laughs> I was not selling it. <laughs> it wasn't the Nordstrom sale. No, no, no. It was just off the rack. Woo. No, yeah. So, um, I don't know if you could tell, guys. We were not super impressed. It's, you know, okay. So I had to remind myself constantly the time that it was filmed. Right? Yeah, it was a box office hit. Right. I can't compare the things. Like, if anything, I was seeing um style and like camera use and things like that mimicked still to this day. Okay. So actually, before you let I, I know. Okay. So. For anybody who hasn't been on Netflix, there is a documentary on there called The Movies That Made Us, and they actually made a documentary. On, uh, one of the episodes is based on Halloween, so a lot of the information I'm about to say comes straight from that documentary. Mm-hmm. Um, I am not a super reliable source because I can't remember shit. I think uh, you guys sh- should quote and keep Lily to her word exactly. <laughs> everything is the truth. I am going to go based off of memory because I took no notes. We are raw dog in this episode. This is, this is off the dome. Yeah. So let's see how great. But yeah, so a lot of the information I have, there, it's like a really cool documentary. Go watch it. But for anybody who doesn't know, this movie was actually created by basically teenagers. It was a group of friends that were like all from different parts, like that just kind of like had worked on previous movies together. I think they were just like all fresh out of college. So not really teenagers, but like... John Carpenter? Yeah, John Carpenter. Um, Who also did the music, the the famous... Okay, yes, yes, yes. Okay, so they were a bunch of like babies in the movie industry that were all just kind of like, oh, we have this really cool idea for something called The Babysitter Murders was the original name mm. of this movie. And it was supposed to take place over, like, a couple days and, like, a bunch of babysitters were going to get murdered and, like, they thought that that was really cool. So, But then they they ended up with a budget of $300,000. And for anybody who doesn't know, at the time is when, like, Jaws 2 was coming out and, like, all of these big box office hits. Those had, like, uh, budgets of, like, upwards of, like, millions of dollars. So this was nothing and then obviously like it came out and it was like a fucking hit this is literally i'm it's the most famous slash slasher movie of all time so um quoting my uh professor actually i'm taking a film class right now he says that this is actually the beginner of the first slasher movie like this started existence yeah yes this started the slasher movie industry because i think about like what's recognizable to me is scream in the 90s and how like insanely successful that was yeah yeah so and all of those happened because of this movie but yeah. um yeah so there's a little, a little fun fact for you and what you were saying about the camera work so their budget was so low but john, john carpenter was smart enough to invest a good chunk of that money towards these like really good high-tech cameras at the time because mm-hmm. he was like that like that was like the one thing he didn't it, it, he didn't want to splurge on i mean he wanted yeah. to splurge on the quality sorry. of the film didn't feel like it was shot in 78 like no, it yeah. felt newer than that i think they said that they were the second people to work with those cameras like they were learning mm. shit on the fly as they were and like, i'm sure like filming. led to like the development of like that single shot you know like you could tell that nothing was like on tracks, you know. All oh, yeah. the cameras handheld. Oh yeah. It's from like eyesight perspective. It's it's giving you very much like you are Michael Myers. Yeah, I, I, yeah, exactly. And that's all because of like a director that was smart enough to know that like we have a small budget, let's put it where it goes. Yeah. Like they they didn't have a fucking uh costume department. All, all of the actors were told to bring in Wear their own clothes. Their own clothes. So Jamie Lee Curtis, who was actually I think I read somewhere Shout out to she a young Jamie it. Lee Curtis. Um Jamie Lee Curtis was paid, I believe, eight thousand dollars wow. for the whole movie. Or like when she got hired. Mm-hmm. Um 
And I believe that for her costumes quote, she went to JCPenney and spent $100 on wardrobe and just used that for the whole But if anything, I think that's more realistic because they're wearing not an idea of what people wear, but of like real people at that time. Yeah. And also like, uh, uh, there's so much to say about this movie, honestly. It's it's impressive. It's an impressive movie to hear about Mm -hmm. once you start watching it and with 2021 eyes. Yeah, the, the perspective effects, changed a little bit. The effects are not great, and... I didn't care so much. Okay, so actually, speaking of the effects, something I wanted to tell you... We watched it together, guys, so, like, I had to, like, keep my mouth shut a lot. Yeah. Um, so The director didn't want blood. There there was very little blood. No, there was he, a scene where someone gets their throat cut, and I wanted a spray of blood to hit the to the hit the car window well the whole of, thing of us on the other side so i th- i don't know it's <laughs> creepy for me. i'm just saying like i was ready for the blood because yeah. that's like something that scream does is like very much is dramatic in that way of like body fluids yeah well so the director's main thing and one of the things that he did when he well, well it wasn't even the director sorry it was one of the producers he had the original idea and right he hired mm-hmm. the director um, the original concept for the movie was it sounded like a psychological thriller really. He wanted he he his whole thing was that when what he grew up with was the radio horror stories, right? Yes. So he was always like what I would imagine in my head was always way worse mm-hmm. than what he would was see on the movies, right? It's like nothing is scarier than your imagination. I think we can all fucking agree, right. agree with that. So he wanted that to be done with Halloween, right? It's like a lot of it's going to be left off, left to the imagination because for mm-hmm. him, it's like I can show a slash neck and but cool, it whatever. But it won't have the same effect as what we imagine the worst thing possible exactly. is. Exactly. So yeah. that's, why, that's why he wanted no blood. He didn't want a lot of shots of like mm-hmm. the injuries and shit like that because he was like, I want – he wanted us to use our imaginations to just make it as like intense as, as possible. And honestly, just because we were like sitting in my apartment and like all the lights and everything, but I feel like if I watched it for the first time a little bit young or like without the influence of like the – gory-ass, intense-ass sure. scary movies that we have nowadays, that like, shit would have gotten to us, especially, like, in a dark movie theater. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm thinking at the time, too, like, the the amount of violence that was shown, I'm oh, sure, yeah. like, really set the bar for, of course, like, future movies and things like that. But it, that was that was very interesting to um, get suggestions of things rather than, we're you know, like, I think about, like, the Saw franchise, who, franchise oh, yeah. who, like, makes their money on showing everything right? oh yeah i watched that movie for the first time uh, not a fan a couple weeks ago i think pain, it's because- pain is not like one that i'm like ooh, i gotta check that out i mean it was really i i hate that i enjoyed it a lot more but i think it has a lot to do with the fact that i watched it about a couple days after watching squid game and like squid game <laughs> is is gory i highly recommend it for people i know people are about to hit me with the whole like it's overhyped but you know what some some things are worth being overhyped and this is one of them like it's amazing anyway back to this um yeah i saw the saw franchise after watching squid game so i was like it's gnarly but i just spent a couple days watching like 2021 gnarly and mm-hmm. i'm desensitized definitely and I, and i don't know if you can speak to like I think about um, the legacy of like the theme music and how oh, yeah. how um, so much of that was a tool throughout the whole movie to like it was a relatively quiet movie I would say oh like, yeah there the, wasn't... the the react the human reactions or every sound felt like very secondary to what mm-hmm. I was looking at and so the only really heavy presence besides Michael there was the song playing throughout the whole movie. Yes. And it was like I don't know if you noticed it's like different variations of the yeah. same song. It was never really quite the same, which I mm-hmm. genuinely enjoyed. And John uh, for anybody who knows um or who doesn't know, I mean, John Carpenter also came up with he, he, he with did the, the music. music. Yeah. John Carpenter, I'm telling you guys, watch the Netflix documentary, The Movies That Made Us, um the Halloween version. I mean the Halloween episode. You are going to see, like, the, it was, like, it was literally, like, if you and me just decided to make a movie, like, we were, ha- we happened to be in the movie mm-hmm. industry, like, bare, like, in the very bottom, and we are just, like, fuck it, we're all going to get together and make a movie, and the way that it was all brought together is so interesting, but John Carpenter did so much shit, like, he, he, sure. did, he just did so much. And even, like, there was a couple scenes I was thinking of, because one of my favorite I guess it could be horror movies is hereditary as we've mm-hmm. talked before. Mm-hmm. And I was, I was mentioning like, I'm like, Oh, there's like a couple scenes in here where I see the influence. Oh yeah. You know, like years later today, like the scene of, um, Jamie Lee Curtis in her classroom 
and there's an exact scene like that in hereditary where uh i guess they're talking about some like moral philosophy and it's like an allegory about the rest of the movie Mm -hmm. so like they're talking about fate a lot in um halloween yes and how things happen to be by chance and and that's something i don't know like the believability of michael i wanted more motivation from him i wanted to know more of what was driving him to do things because they really reduced him down to just like he's evil yeah right and i know this wasn't at the time of like the height of psychological like but we have jokers now where you can give him a um a deep dive into his like mental health and people can build a case for him you know you know and things like that but i'm the joker yeah okay but I'm, i'm thinking of like michael myers i'm like there's not enough story motivation for me to believe that you'd come back why now why these people why you know but i guess yeah. that's part of the the allegory was like fate so. yeah and it's like the whole thing too is just like they the again th- this was created by 20 year olds i don't think they were really <laughs> thinking too much into it and they were just kind of like we want something scary what's more scary than a a guy with no motive really. home invasion shit is yeah. so scary to me really i Ooh. well it's just because it's like that's my when i'm often left home alone watching yeah we're, children. we are we are literally nannies that are get left home yes. alone in like really i'm like i'm i totally i was like lights on i got yeah. the dogs next to me i got the security coat on i got the curtains closed i was like no one can see in and i don't want to see out <laughs> <laughs> i think um yeah this that i i you and me were like pissed off through most of the movie like why aren't these fucking characters turning on their fucking Turn lights on the, when they go downstairs i'm like i'm gonna make myself a bowl of popcorn in pitch black in my kitchen yeah like, again it was just like one of those things where it's like once i started i realized that a lot of this was made by very young and early in their career filmmakers you really see it i think the director did amazing with camera work the camera work was off the charts it was amazing but like the dialogue wasn't the super dialogue strong was but everyone and and the the reaction Sorry. Jolene. Uh, Jolene wants to get on the mic um the i felt like the reactions to the like violence that they were witnessing didn't feel like it matched what was happening yeah it was <sighs> half of it sounded like they were like moaning oh my god <laughs> okay okay great transition Cool. To the women of the fucking movie. Ha, cha, cha, Let's talk about it. Let's remember this is 1978, so we still sexualize teenagers. I mean, we still oh, kind of do now, we, but... These are, what were you saying, 14-year-olds? Well, they're in high, high school, school, so we're looking at at least... I'm going to I'm gonna give them the benefit of the doubt and say 15, 18. 16. Okay, well, Maybe we're, 17. The entire time, everyone's trying to have sex. Of course. And, um... Like our first, the first shot that we see where Michael's like doing his Michael thing, he's um he's tra- he's killing his sister. She's like si- sitting naked in front of the mirror, just like brushing her hair after all, having all of, sex. All most of his um acts are committed like post a sexual encounter. Yeah, and that's like the whole thing about a genre of horror that I don't even want to say it's a genre. It's like it's an element of horror that. I don't know if it's discussed enough and I'm just like not super aware of it. I'm not saying I'm I am the first person to think about mm-hmm. this at all, but it's like the whole thing where it's like the girl that is sexual always dies and the innocent girl is the one that gets to live. Like Jamie Lee mm-hmm. Curtis wasn't about that life. She was the one that was wearing the long. She's, she's worth living. Yes, exactly. It's one of those that like their life, mm-hmm. it, 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 it makes a weird connection in our brains without really saying it that like sex equals you're dead sex mm. like sex well, bad, bad people deserve bad things to yes or bad yeah or not even deserve bad things but it's like if you do bad things bad things are gonna happen to you mm-hmm. but it's it's the repeated like almost sexual violence against women constantly in these horror films yes that, like so often it wasn't until a scene that in any other time michael myers could have killed them but it wasn't until the camera was on them that parts of their or their whole body were naked that then oh, yeah. violence was committed against them yeah i yeah and that's like uh happens a lot in horror right mm-hmm. of course of course horror and the how like ca- sexualization ca- of women in pain and women in distress right is just because goes hand in hand there was men who died in the film, the boyfriends of the girls, but they were never caught in sexual encounters. He was in the dark when he died. Did you notice that? 
When he died, we did not see his body. We didn't see anything. No. It was just like he was in the shadow. He was hanging by a knife. And hanging by a knife. Whereas with the women, it was like a point to kind of like, it was loud. There was moaning. Oh my God, guys. Some their, of, yeah. Their deaths, instead of being, like, instead of screams or like cries for help, they were literally moaning. Mm-hmm. Like, it felt like, oh it's God. like, it's like this. And I, I don't know if it's like to the psyche of men or just like we're trying to tap into Michael Myers here and his like, you know, obvious like. But is it really like a sexual thing, though? I don't think I. But, I but violence and, and, and sexuality gets so intertwined against women constantly. That's, a, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. Like, I don't think it was like purposely done that way like i don't see these writers and directors kind of being like well michael myers is like sexually repressed so therefore he's gonna like kill all these like uh sexually active teenagers i just think they were like what are teenagers most likely gonna do at this but time i also think of like movies and then like video games and oh yeah and, no and the yeah. nature of women being hypersexualized and and the permissibility of of like death on the, you know like like you said like the sexier they are the more allowable will let violence happen to them yep no, yeah, and it just, it all has to do with, <laughs> yep. Welcome to our society. Mm-hmm. <sighs> or I think about, like, just, like, online culture and the things that, I don't know if this is, like, opening up another door, but, like, Pocket. I think about women who, like, are visibly sexual on, on online media mm-hmm. and, like, the very violent, like, comments and Things that are received by women oh, who, of course. And that who has... display sexuality more. Yeah, of course. And that's why a lot of serial killers and, like, awful people target uh, pro- uh, sex sex workers. Yes, that's the proper way of saying it. Say it. Sex workers and stuff like that because it's, like, there's this weird uh, way of thinking in our society that, that because of that, they're in that line of work that they're not worth looking into. Mm-hmm. They're not worth they, – they, again – they do quote bad things, uh, so it's okay. Or bad things are going to happen to them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, this movie is just like the – it's a, it, it touches on that without a touching on it. Does it, like, if that makes sense. It's just like you and me were specifically looking at that and, like, our whole point of watching this movie was to look at how the women are, are written and that's why you and me were able to, like, oh, that's – we understand what's happening here, but I don't think that was really it, too much in people's heads in the beginning. Um, what else was I going to say? I, and, and of course, these were supposed to be, like, young girls here, but it was also all very obviously written in, like, stereotypical ways in which women interact with each other or... Yeah, you know. like, they were, they were friends, but they were snobby to each other, and, of course, they picked on the girl that was, like, not super sexual and like a little bit more reserved and stuff like that so yeah you're, you're totally right and again it was okay there's actually something super interesting that i remember from the documentary that i mentioned earlier so john carpenter was dating at the time the producer for this deborah hill mm-hmm. they also wrote the screenplay together um i one of the final comments that was said in the documentary was that deborah hill helped make the women in the movie more two-dimensional more like Wait, three-dimensional? Three-dimensional. Thank you. Sorry. Fuck. <laughs> more three-dimensional. She flattened them out. Flat Stanley. Right? But no, like, more three-dimensional, have more depth, more purpose, and all that stuff. And, it, I, like, so I when I watched the documentary, I was like, oh, my God, that's so amazing. Like, look at how amazing shit is when, like, women write women and, like, all that stuff. Mm. And then I fucking finally sit down to watch it, and I'm like, this is – how fucking awful were these women written be- – or were these girls, really, yeah. written before this then? Because these – they yeah. they don't have much to them and to like begin Jamie, with. Like Jamie Lee Curtis's intelligence is used against her. Like she's she's thought to seen as less than because she's not interested in like partying essentially. I mean, by the other teenagers, I mean, but I don't like know. she would repeatedly say like guys don't like me because I'm smart. And yeah, I was like, lol. <laughs> what a fun sentence. <laughs> I don't. Yeah, and I. I mean. We have learned that just because things are written by women does not mean yeah. anything. We like, have started to learn that here. For that's sure. that's some representation politics that I'm just like, just because yeah. you may be brown or a woman doesn't mean anything. Yeah, for sure. Our standards have started to shift a little bit here. But mm. Jamie Lee Curtis, amazing. She did a great job, honestly. And look, how old was she when she 
I have no idea, but she's the only, she was the only one of the teenagers that was actually a teenager. Okay. So I'm assuming she was like 17 or 16. Um, Girlie still looked 35. I know. <laughs> she just has the face. But she still looked amazing. I will say, though, um, I know I just said that she did amazing. And she did, but for her age. She, she, was, she did good with what she had. Yeah, because it's like. We've seen Jamie Lee Curtis act. We know Jamie Lee Curtis acting. We know what that looks like. And she did significantly better than her co-cast, mm-hmm. co-cast, her cast mem- co-cast members. But she was this not a strong performance no. either. And, and that's part of the, like, I'm going to say, like, maybe the writing is, like, it was very obvious that these girls had not maybe acted. I don't, I'm speaking on my butt here. I don't know their acting career. Mm-hmm. But it was just not the best acting mm-hmm. where the combination of the dialogue was just like super flat mm-hmm. and uh that was that was a rough part so uh i think i was banking on michael's presence to be heavier throughout the film oh no and it's a lot of him just watching and waiting yeah so when this was originally filmed he he didn't even have a name he was known as the thing right like the character of michael wasn't even actually casted mm-hmm. um it was literally a guy that was just hanging out on the set and wanted to just see the production being made and they were like well you're here anyway here put on the fucking (laughs) suit and go do the thing like the whole point of the movie wasn't supposed to be on michael at all it was supposed to be like what was happening around him and like the again it just had a lot to do with the fact that they wanted us to use our imaginations more than anything Mm -hmm. so it's like we just see the this big um expressionless guy in a mask or like this big guy in an expressionless mask and it's like you're they wanted us to use our imaginations for a lot of it i wish they had either zoomed in more on michael like we get more of a a development on why and who he is because you know there's so much time that passes between he goes to prison essentially as a child and Mm -hmm. it's 15 years later i want to deep dive i mean maybe these are in the other movies that i haven't seen but I, I either wanted a deep dive on him on what happened between that time or through his childhood or the opposite and keep Mike – sorry, not Mike Myers. Oh, Austin Powers. <laughs> Michael Myers. Shrek. Neutral as, like, a figure of just pure murder and zoom in on the town and, like, the dysfunctionality that's happening within there. Mm-hmm. I wanted one or the other. Both would be cool. Mm-hmm. But I feel like it was both just, like, a little flat on both ends. I think what – I think by today's standard it is just because it's, like, again – they at they tied it in with mental illness, right? So we now know the complicit complexity of mental illness and like how, like, mm-hmm. just because you're mentally ill doesn't mean that you're gonna be killing people. Like it, like we, it's yeah. it, it's just I think a lot of it had to do with that. And I think again, it was written by twenty year olds. Like I don't know, some twenty year olds be making good movies. That is true. But. Um, yeah, it it was. I think I had so much. It was my expectation, honestly. I was like, this is such a famous movie. Yeah. And I and I came in and I was just like, oh. This is definitely. This is it. <laughs> I want to say, like, watch it. I, I, was, yeah. I even told this. I'm like, watch it when. I feel like if I had watched it in high school. Yes. I would have loved it a lot more. Mm-hmm. But we're watching it now that we're older. We've watched it after watching, like, all of these amazing scary movies are out now that, mm-hmm. like. And I know, I know Halloween had to walk so that these other movies could course, run. Of course, of course. The, it's the granddaddy. It's a great granddaddy. Yeah. I'm, I'm not trying to judge them on the same standard in that way. Because I have, like, again, I'm just like, this was made in 78. Also, again, this is like the beginning of not just scary movies. It's like, it's the beginning of the, uh, the slashers. It's like, it's it, a It made its own different. genre. Yeah. So it's like. Again, also the budget was three hundred thousand. Like they didn't have a lot of people. Right. Also, a real question: How did he not die? Homie was stabbed. Homie was shot. Is he like he was stabbed different? in the eye with by a hanger? Wasn't he? It was suggested, yeah, that she stabbed him in the neck with a with a, a crocheting hook. She poked him in the eye with a hanger. Which how did she untwine it that fast? Anyway, Jamie Lee did some dumb things. The science in this movie also doesn't quite add up. Um, What do you mean? Tell me, tell me, tell me. Just like when the guy gets stabbed in the wall, I'm like, oh, that knife is not long enough for that thick body. Or strong enough. Or strong enough. Like, not every, like the the physicality of murdering people, like, didn't match up to what was happening. Oh. Because he just, like, softly would, like, brush them with a knife and they'd be like, ah, and then they're dead. That is literally how they would yell. That is literally, oh, oh, no. Ah. oh no, oh no, and the girls, oh, yeah, what I'm the like, fuck, man? It was, Hello? oh, blah. 
Also, LOL, real quick. I know we usually don't like to talk about this stuff, but the fucking sex scene. <laughs> Dude, it looks. I don't know what you, they were doing. You know, like when you army crawl on the floor, like the the movement your legs make. That is how he was like having sexing. They her. were doing um the hokey pokey under the sheets. Yes, and then it was like <laughs> it was like <laughs> it was like what like a, like. 30 seconds of him like army crawling on top of her and then like oh yeah baby and she just like kept moaning yeah for like a good two minutes afterwards and i was like girly we know you and i both know that didn't happen <laughs> also she was just like go get me a beer and i was like i don't they didn't i don't know refuel your electrolyte samantha i don't know what, what was her is name is that her name no oh it's like lisa i was like go drink water powerade get a liquid iv sponsor us please um you know there's so many things i don't know this movie i really wish i had just uh smoked it up and watched this this is definitely one of those i feel or lillian lillian i do not partake and i wanted i this me this movie made me want to partake well we even said it afterwards i felt like i was on drugs at the end like at the end we were my eyes just witnessing there was just I don't know, like I don't know if it just like it it went it it was so great our brains melted or was it just no. so bad? I'm gonna let you know that no that was not it. <laughs> but I will say this movie feels like the perfect setup for like a haunted um where like those haunted houses that you walk through. A ha- haunted house? Yep. <laughs> <laughs> like I was just like, oh, like these are such good elements of like the swaying bodies or like the yeah. the knife, you know. I remember going to those in high school and just like going with a group friend of group, friend of group, friend of group, 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 group of friend. friend, group friend, friend, friends of my groups, <laughs> um, group friend. Oh my god, <laughs> your friend group. I smell burning toast. <laughs> um, Our brains are mush. Uh. My, your friend group. My friend. Say it with me. My, my friend group. <laughs> I couldn't say another word the other day that I'm not even going to attempt that I was like, mm, I've regressed. Um, of just like going together and all just like being so tied together and like running each other, like running each other over and just like spending $50 to essentially run through like a house. But I had so much fun. I hate haunted houses. I'm not mm. going to lie. I don't do them. It's scarier than movie to me again why because of our imagination absolutely i also like i don't do haunted houses because i feel like i'm going to get into the one haunted house where, where one, mother, one motherfucker is just taking it too seriously and i'm gonna die i don't mind dying but i don't want to do it in a haunted house i just feel like people are gonna think i'm a prop and just leave me there i wouldn't leave you lily i would fight them oh. i'd whoop i whoop on them <laughs> whoop on them i'd be mm-hmm. dead anyways you guys the moral of the story is check your backseat check your backseat always turn on the fucking lights turn on the lights if you think you're in a horror movie don't have sex because apparently you die that's when you die if anything like blow off the dust off that bible off that quran off that uh torah Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. (laughs) read your tarot cards your tarot your pokemon decks and um whip it out be a straight a student and uh, you won't get murdered. Yeah. Wear um, white pantyhose under your stuff. Mm-hmm. It'll be great. It'll be vibing. Jamie Lee Curtis, I love you. You are the queen of Halloween in my book. JLC. Yeah. If, if Mariah Carey. No. Is that her name? <laughs> Mariah Carey? Yeah. What? The, the Christmas lady. Is that Ouch. her name? I'm going to be a boomer right now. The disrespect. Is that her name? Her name is Mariah Carey. Yes, then it I is. Then I got it. Gen There's Z. no disrespect. I human did jewel. <laughs> the Christmas lady. I'm not the human jewel. You with your TikToks and your jewels. Dude, earlier today. Shut up. <laughs> earlier today, Chris Salad was like, you should TikTok that. I love what that. Ha- write it down in the comments, wieners. What am I supposed to say? No, you just sounded like a parent when you said it. Put it, it on TikTok. I wanted something to be on TikTok. Excuse me, I'm not gonna be like the sound guy who's like, "Wow, that's gas." <laughs> they've been ta- they've been talking to teenagers recently, so they say yeah. gas now. They are cool. I have gas. <laughs> anyway, if Mariah Carey is the queen of Christmas and owns Christmas, I believe Jamie Lee Curtis. JLC, JLC, owns 
Halloween. Also, her mom is the actress in Psycho. Yes, she is. So, Jamie Lee Curtis, I love you. You are amazing. You did the best that you could do given the circumstances. You did what of had to be movie. done. Um, this has nothing to do with anything at all. Um, I do want everyone to online bully Lily. No, why? In the cur- in the comments in the <laughs> in the comments in section? the comments, I want everyone to tell Lillian Rodriguez. I did your full name out there, baby. I know everybody knows it. Now. I need you to watch Ted Lasso, and I'm gonna have everyone I'm not bully Ted you. Lasso. I'm gonna have. I want everyone to flood her comments, her DMs, and I need you to online bully her into watching Ted Lasso. I'm not doing that. Thank you, though. I'm not uh, gonna watch the Squid Game. Squids. I'm okay with that. That's an L I'm willing to take. <laughs> you're. It's. It's truly only your loss. I'm okay with that. I don't. Need you don't another, know what you're missing. I don't need another show about a white man. I'm good. You. You don't know the diversity of the cast. I'm good. He's the main guy. That's all I need to know. You don't know the diversity of the cast and I the judge. stories that they sell. Okay, let's take a break so we can keep fighting. I'm gonna go watch Ted Lasso <laughs> and go pee and. Um, check the backseat of my car, and everyone. T- and keep your lights on. And we are back, baby. We're back. I got some weird motivation. Y'all, Chriselle just saw me, like, reset my brain. I saw, I saw the factory reboot of Lily IRL, and I was like, mmm, 911. <laughs> <laughs> we we did the intro already and i was just like not feeling it so i literally just like stopped shut myself down and like came back up like three times louder but with no enthusiasm you're hanging here with us we're on energy 11 and right now we're at the the thicky the, the what'd you say the- we're we're in the midst of like the peach pit right now right 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 both mentally and spiritually and i will say <laughs> <laughs> we're just waiting for halloween guys um well what a perfect way because this movie's called halloween and we're gonna do the analysis we're gonna analyze we are doing the peach the resistance we're gonna analyze the we're gonna (laughs) analyze we are i hope i hope i think we will i think we will yeah we we will will. and for you guys at home i want you to know that i car salad over here use the instagram post to read off of oh yeah i'm currently using using you too can join along and read off your phone yes um but before we do the rotten peaches score we have to do the bechdel test miss becky miss becky do you want to tell them who she is or do you want me to tell them well well back in 19 ha 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 um (laughs) i don't know 1980 but uh a young cartoonist named Alison Bechtel created the Bechtel-Wallace test that uh, looks at three main components, whether there's a female character, she has a name, and she talks to another woman about something other than a man. Two female characters. Two female characters. That have names. Excuse me. And talk to each other about something other but than I mean, a man. But I mean, that's the that's the chunk of it. And you I know mean, what? She did that raw dog, brain to mouth. So good for you. You got it. I prefer straight off the dome. You've thrown mm-hmm. raw dog in here now twice. It's my favorite way of saying stuff because it's just Woo. like, why would you use that term? Anyway. <laughs> anyway, um, this movie does pass. It does? I'm pretty sure. I mean, she talks to her friends. About about herself. I guess that's true. They were talking shit about her, but A they lot. did talk. It passed the Bechdel test, I believe. Okay, I got to think it through. Yeah, I guess that's true because a lot of it is just them, like, talking about babysitting and, like, I mean, a good chunk of it is also, like, the friends just, like, talking about people they want to hook up with. Yeah, it passes. I mean, a lot of it does have to do with the boys. The boys. But but they um, just, they just, it just requires two lines. It requires two lines. And that's why we created our own because it is not enough for us to have two ladies just talking a little bit about non-boy things also can i just say this is now the second movie that passes the bechdel test we we were struggling for a minute there we were well i mean we weren't struggling the movie was struggling the movies were struggling actually just kidding i forgot that uh zombieland also passed and i believe Coraline did as well yes yes it did okay never mind just kidding i take it back but anyways like she said the Bechdel test isn't enough for us here at Rotten Peaches, so we created our very own Rotten Peaches score. It consists of 10 different elements. It's a fucking rigorous score. It's hard to be an Rigorous. Ad- yeah, rigorous. <laughs> um, you need a, at least a score of eight to be a, eligible to be 
and entered the, into the, the Peaches Hall of Fame. Peaches Hall of Fame. Yes. And we have 10 sections, like you said, and it's off of a pass fail. Yes. So far, there's only one movie that has been entered this season, and that is Coraline from last Woo. the last episode. So let's hope, fingers crossed, that this one also gets in. So um, not send us off, Carcelid. What's number one? Got you, got you. Number one, does at least one woman character in the film have a character art that doesn't support a man's character oh of course mm. that is a hard pass yeah it does because it's like he's the antagonist you know right michael myers is the antagonist like it's jamie lee fighting jlc jlc fighting to survive i think so what do you think uh yeah i mean we don't know much about michael exactly so i mean he's pretty neutral i would say in like terms of story arc i feel like nobody really has a story arc no, everyone just dies. Yeah. Well, not her. She stays. She's she lives. Yeah, to the but end. there's 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 no like growth in her character. She just didn't die. Her the things that she was antagonized for were her tools. She yeah. survived because she was smart. Okay. Okay. And she wasn't having sex. People having sex die. Exactly, guys. Don't have sex You'll ever. Die. And don't have sex on strangers' beds. They- Okay, moving on. Anyway. Moving on. Number two, Lily. (laughs) Would the removal of the leading woman's character from the film have a significant effect on the plot, or is she just a prop that can be replaced with the sexy lamp? Yes, it would. It would. We need JLC Mm -hmm. for her JLC-ness. Yeah, no, definitely. Like, the movie fucking- Jesus Lee Christ. (laughs) What would Jamie Lee do? What is that? Uh, What would Jamie Lee do? WWJLD. What would Jamie Lee do? Um, number three. Sorry, Paul. <laughs> Can you tell our brains are fried? Oh. This is great. Anyway, number three. Uh, is there a woman in the film who is only used as a man's moral compass or as a way for the audience to sympathize with the leading character? Not at all. No. That is a pass. No, I if anything, we sympathize more with the woman character. Yeah. Yeah, no, for sure. Number four. Does the dialogue of of women's characters extend beyond societal and familial? Uh, fam- I want I keep wanting to say familial, mm-hmm. but it's family roles, appearances, or love interest. I would say not to pass. Because think about yeah. most of the con- the things that they were talking about were either about the way that they were being viewed by boys. Yeah, or like. Uh, I would say the the I mean it. There's enough obviously for it to pass the Bechtel test, but I would say that most of the dialogue between the friends is them either being bad friends to Jamie Lee Curtis, yeah. talking about how they're going to arrange their hookup scenarios between the houses that they babysit in, mm-hmm. uh, or their roles as babysitters, which pretty much go hand in hand within the yeah. concept of this movie as like a family role. Yeah, or like girl stereotypes. Yeah, exactly. So I I definitely believe that this is a, uh, a, a, yeah. Sorry. A fail, a fart. It's a fart. Anyway, number five. Is that me? Mm-hmm. I just fucked up the familial rules. That's right. Um, number five. <laughs> <laughs> you guys, we love you. <laughs> we really do. If there are women in competition, does it extend beyond stereotypical perceptions of how women interact? <sighs> I don't. I don't think it does. I don't. I don't think they were in competition with each other. Necessarily. Oh wait, you're right. It's competition. I thought. We were reading just, like, women interaction in general. Mm-hmm. They're not in competition. They're just bad friends. Yes. So it's a pass. It's definitely a pass. Moving on. Number six. Does a woman character put romantic interest over her own interest or growth? Our protagonist doesn't have a love interest. No. Uh, well, she's, she likes- she's interested, but it doesn't uh, overtake her own growth. That's true. I forgot that she was interested in that guy. Like, she didn't abandon... Her babysitting duties to go and meet up with a boy. Okay. Okay. I like that. You yeah. Feel me? Yeah. 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 You're right. Where the rest of them like dumped their kids on her. Dude, I was like. So they could go dance in the sheets. I was just like. At one point when she was like, oh, he, uh, homegirl went with homeboy. I just need to know what time to put the kid down. I'm like. I would have been like, pick up your kids. Or it's also or, kind of like, so what? Does that mean that there's going to be two kids in two houses and she's like, one of them is just like always going to be 
Or I would have been like, oh, whatever money you make tonight goes to goes me. Goes to me. Or or I would have just been like, bring your dude over to your place. I don't know. As like a nanny and like I started off babysitting, mm-hmm. I would – I remember like I would have to get something out of my car. I would like bolt to my car. I wouldn't go. I would just be like, mm, okay, I'm not going to be on my phone anymore. No, I, no, no. I remember I would like run to the car, like literally time myself. I'm like, I have 10 seconds to get to the car and back. Right. I was like, I'm terrified of like leaving – I was always terrified of leaving the kids alone. This was 78, baby. No one had seatbelts on. Okay, that's actually something I was thinking about. Like, th- these grass. were like the latchkey kids, right? So yes. it's like it makes sense that they were just Definitely. like vibing. All right, number seven. Are uh, women and or underage characters in the film displayed as erotic objects for the pleasure of the characters in the film and the audience watching? Yes. Absolutely. Yes, of course. If we see, we're assuming the underage girls in the film. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure about their age uh irl but they were they were not teenagers teens in the movie yes they were portrayed uh and we see of course only women's bodies yeah yeah quite a bit actually yeah we saw a lot of tillage and again like i don't necessarily think and so this is like an argument that's always brought up on the podcast right like just because they're having sex like that doesn't give this an automatic fail right like i think it can be worked into the story a certain way but i just feel like but it was on purpose like in some scenes where she'd get stuck and she wasn't wearing pants and she stuck bent over. Yeah. Or, like, her blouse would open yeah. the moment that she'd get stabbed. Yeah. Also, know? like, teenagers, like, they do – we we saw them smoking weed. We saw them drinking. Like, why was their, like, main focus that night to just, like, hook up? I, I guess because they all three had houses available to them. I guess. I mean, that's true. Also, homie had a van. Like, get creative. I don't know. Exactly. He had a... Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Anyway, next one, Lily. Um, number... We're number eight. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm also reading off the Instagram, and these aren't numbered, so I'm, like, <laughs> counting little tiny peaches on my screen. Um, does the film contain an identifiable and non-stereotypical queer character who contributes to the plot in a significant way? Does not. That is a fail. Oh, I had I Loki had like hopes for this movie to like be in the Peaches Hall of Fame. I'm kind of disappointed. You're brave. I did not think it would. Pass. I don't know. I always secretly want the movie to make. I it. wanted to do well, but after this, I was like, Mm-mm. <laughs> not on my watch. Okay, number nine. Does the film have an identifiable and non-stereotypical minority character? If so, they are used more than a background character to serve white plot lines. Oh no, this is a fail. Not a that I can remember watching this less than an hour ago a single person of color in this film no it's all white uh number 10 was there a woman who contributed to the creation of the production of the film oh to the creation or production of the film above the line meaning directors producers and writers we would give them half points if it's below the line department heads like camera ad or art or department um yeah, it passes. We have Deborah Hill, who had a big role in it and was... Producer and screenwriter. Yeah, did you know? I believe it was her. Yes. Um, the I believe the director, like I said earlier, I believe they were dating, and he, one of his uh, conditions for him hopping onto the project was that she would be given producer credits. Nice. Yeah, so I'm like... Way to go. Yeah, right? Good for them. So, all in all, Rotten Peaches score, we have a... Oh, my God. Fuck. Uh, Six out of ten. <laughs> a six out of nine. Just kidding. Six out of ten. I was six like, wait, dyslexic? No, six out of ten. I got a six out of ten. <laughs> that sounds about right. Yeah. Honestly, was Shit. expecting like a four out of ten. Really? really? really truly, yeah. I was. I had hopes. I had a lot of hopes. I'm so sad. Um, but let us know what you guys think. I mean, this is such a obviously beloved movie, and I feel like we came at it with like a. We've been really harsh on the Halloween movies recently. <laughs> I don't know if you've noticed. Which is sad because I love scary movies, so. I don't know. I think we just, was our selection just not as strong? Actually, I know what the issue is. First season and for a really long time, we were trying to, we were very conscious of the movies that we picked and we really tried to make sure the movies had strong female characters and like uh, women leads. And, like, we were purposely getting movies that were really nice. And I think now we stopped doing that. And we're genuinely just picking movies that we feel like we enjoy and mm-hmm. that we know people around us enjoy. And that doesn't always necessarily mean that they're... No. And I think that's fair because, I mean, 
uh, why only analyze things that we know are going to get good results. Exactly. That defeats the purpose of the podcast. Yes, sir. So with that, we have done Halloween. Happy Halloweener. And happy Halloween, everybody. Also, real quick before we leave, um, we ha- we met a couple of you guys. Oh, my God. Yeah, we week. did. <laughs> I meant to say it in the beginning with the peach cleaning, but... I always, I always black out the first like five minutes that we record. Anyway, um, we met a couple of you guys and you guys are so, so sweet. sweet. So sweet. We love you guys so much. I was like, wow, no one. I always assume that when this goes out, uh, one person listens. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and it's me. <laughs> I assume it's like us two. Actually, I don't even really listen to us as much. Yeah. I, I usually like, just assume it's Sam that listens to us. Shout out, out Sam. Shout out to the og honestly we love you sam but shout out to everybody else that uh that came up to us and like fucking talked to us about our podcast and mm-hmm. like gave us so, compliments I don't, it was someone who was like i had my S shirt with my name on it and mm-hmm. someone was like what's up car salad and i was like oh i was like because my shirt and they're like no i listened to the pod and i was like yes Woo. uh zandizzle you know who you are oh, yeah, Sandy. yeah zandizzle i love them they're amazing um santi everybody else i won't say everybody else's everybody's name but thank you guys so much for the support we really do love you guys so much and um halloweeny is over and i will no longer be doing emojis because movies that are not halloweeny are hard to do emojis <laughs> so what movie are we doing next karina you guys we're doing invisible man yes with elizabeth eyeballs and with a guest Oh, yeah. We're going to have our number two guest. Our second guest on the pod. Don't worry, guys. It's a, it's a woman this time. It's a woman uh-huh. this time. It'll be my first time meeting her. Yes. This is a, a good friend of mine. Mm-hmm. That Friend of the pod. Friend of the pod. Who will be coming in. Very excited. Um. Yeah. And that's, I think that's it for this week, then. It'll be a fun jump out of Halloween season, but still, like, yeah. within the spooky realm. We're still spooky bitches, so we're going to keep it going for a little bit. Mm-hmm. We have... Don't worry, guys. Just because Halloween is over, our, 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 what is it? Calendar? Q? Our Q. Our Q is still. It's still heavy. It's It's still, it's still going to go strong. I think I, one might argue it's about to get better. One might argue. Big promises, Lily. And with that, I, we will leave you. I think. Yeah. (laughs) Thank you for listening. Honestly, you guys, Uh, we love you guys so much. Don't forget to follow us. On Spotify, Instagram, Apple Podcasts, and please rate and review us on Apple Podcasts. It really helps out our podcast. Go out there and it like uh, Apple Podcasts promotes us. The more you guys review us, here here's your homework, everyone. I need you to buy a boombox, buy a speaker, buy uh, da, 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 da. anything <laughs> that plays music out loud. I want you to go to your nearest local park. I want you to pick your favorite Peaches episode and you press play, baby. Yeah, play it out loud. Are there kids there? Sure. Play it out loud. Just like, just yell out beep every time one of us cusses <laughs> and it'll be okay. That um, means you have to listen to it ahead of time. But thank you so much. We love you and we will see you next week. See ya. Bye. Rotten Peaches is produced by Karina Salas, Nina Citlalik, and Jorge Hinojosa. Our theme song was created by Sordelo and our artwork is created by Nina Citlalik. Don't forget to follow us on our Instagram at Rotten Peaches Pod and shoot us an email at rottenpeachespod at gmail.com. You can find us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and wherever else you like to listen to your favorite show. Tune in every Tuesday for a new episode. Bye, peaches. <laughs>